Anyway, um, I do need to talk a little bit about the kids' sermon because that's what leads into the adult sermon. So um, if you were a child and you picked up one of the children's bulletins, there would be a series of questions in there for you to think about prior to coming up here. And it's maybe important that I read those questions just to get you guys thinking about it for my sermon here. So the questions in there go something like this. Um, The first one is, what's the difference between God and Santa Claus? Think on that one. And then, what do you suppose life would be like if we all got whatever it is that we wanted right away? No wait, no suffering in the process, no windy path to the target, right? And then the last one is a tough one, and it goes like this. Does anything good come out of difficult times? Does anything good come out of our suffering and misery? Okay, so while we think on that, I'll return to my usual spot here, or at least somewhere up here. That's a little constraining, I think, but Anyway, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord. So sometimes we need to do the things we don't want to do. And in fact, sometimes it seems like we've got to walk through hell itself. And certainly war would be one of those times. I don't think any of our young soldiers chose that path for their life. But anyway, as Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Uh, We can all recall times from our childhood when we didn't get what we wanted. In fact, I probably wouldn't be here. I know I wouldn't if I got what I want. I seem to recall, and I think my mom who is here today with us can verify this story, uh, not wanting to go to church as a child and uh, being told something along the line of, If you can't sit still for an hour in there, you won't sit the rest of the week or something along that line, right? So, (laughs) but, uh, and uh, truly, if uh, I had gotten what I wanted, I probably wouldn't have gotten through grade school even. But in hindsight, I so enjoyed college. I'd have missed the good stuff. So who would choose to study algebra and chemistry and those sorts of things? Well, by the way, if you're a resistant kid, here's why that's fair. It's fair for society to mandate school, and it's fair for your parents to mandate church and Bible study. You just don't know what's coming next in life, right? So again, if I got what I wanted, I'd be one of the probably hundreds of millions of us who hit the lottery last week for $2 billion. But if that had happened, um, you know, I'd probably become self-absorbed and useless to this job or probably any other job. I'd assume that I was self-reliant rather than God-reliant. And I'm pretty sure I would assume that whatever problem I created I could overcome with my money. This would be the sin of being rich. You know, well, whatever I've done on the side here, I can bury it and 
throw enough money at it and any problem will go away. Um, if you need evidence of that, just look at the lives of the rich and famous. How many of them fall into addiction or other depravity? The true meaning in life would likely be gone because I wouldn't be serving the kingdom any longer. I'd be serving me and my own interests. And <clears throat> yeah, humanity believes it can handle a world without God. Certainly, it seems that wealth would lend you to believe that. But imagine, what would, what would it mean to suffer in such a world? Um, it, it makes life kind of like a crapshoot, like a roll of the dice. Some are lucky, others are not. In the long run, everything is meaningless. All our pain and struggle and failure, and with them, all our successes. If there's no God, if it's only the lucky, then there's no purpose. And I choose God because I am not ready for such a world. A frequent accusation against God uh, goes something like this. If there is a God, and if God is good, and if God is in control, why is there suffering in our world? Well, I want to knock that one out of the ballpark here uh, because I think there's a good answer to that. Now, parents, don't raise your hands here lest anyone think the wrong thing of you, but I'm a parent, so I can put my hand up and, and testify to this too. Um, have I ever wished my kid would struggle a little bit with something? Well, sure, absolutely. I want life to provide him challenge. I need him to be on the right track. Have I ever denied my child something my kid wants dearly? Yeah, when it's not something that's right for them. Have I ever been glad that things didn't work out the way my kids wanted them to? Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. It's better that the state cop got a hold of my son than I did when he got the ticket for 100 miles an hour. I can tell you that. <laughs> but does that mean that I'm an evil person then? Because I've wanted that pain and suffering in my child's life. And, and I think the answer to that is no. That it's not. It's not evil if there's a good intention at the end of it. And, you know, we've often heard the cliche phrase, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? But I think a better Christian version of that might be something like this. What doesn't kill us brings us into reliance on God. What doesn't kill us makes us useful in a world where there is pain and suffering. You see, even as death, we discussed last week, even as death, I think, is not a curse, but a blessing necessary to fallen humanity. I believe suffering falls into the same category. And I believe that if we could see from God's throne with his eyes, and I believe if we were in that position and asked, I believe we would agree to go through the suffering that's been in our lives again. I think we would actually answer, let it be done unto me as you say, Lord. And I know that's a hard thing to hear, but I believe that it's the case. 
And I'm not merely speculating on this one because I'm not a stranger to pain in this regard. My wife and I got married in the usual way and planned to start a family, but it didn't work out as we had in mind. Um, You know, Lisa, my wife, didn't have problem getting pregnant so much, but it was staying pregnant. And we ended up delivering babies at 20 weeks, too young to survive, alive for a little while, and then die in your hands. And that is a painful, painful thing to walk through. And now I had a rock in my backyard that I used to go and spend time praying and in this case, sometimes even screaming at God. Uh, And I think God is a big boy and God can handle that from us too. Because I think there are times in our life when we just don't understand. And there's nothing left to do but groan as the uh, readings this morning suggest. But I believe that it was through those situations that others around me came to see my faith. You see, when you're living the easy life, nobody really takes notice of that. And no one wonders what, it go, what goes into that. They just kind of want the things that you have, maybe. There, there's a, a, a golfer named John Daly who told a story. I'm not sure maybe some of you have heard him and heard this story, but it goes something like this. He got tired of hearing from people at the driving range, boy, I wish I could hit a golf ball like you could hit. And one day, he'd had enough of it, and he said to the guy next to him that said that, you know what, you can. Come out here every day of the week and hit several buckets of balls until your hands bleed, and you can learn to hit a golf ball like I can. So, The point here is that we often want what other people seem to have, but we don't want to walk through the misery it takes to get there. And I think it takes that misery. You know, by contrast, you know, we do admire the people that seem to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, so to speak. The person that was a drug addict and now succeeds in business as a good father and husband, we admire that. And yet it took that suffering probably to get there. Now in Christian language, we sometimes hear suffering referred to as being refined. And that's what the title of our sermon is actually this morning. It comes from Malachi 3, a short and often forgotten book of the Old Testament. Malachi 3 speaks of God as a refiner of precious metal, like a refiner of silver and gold. Well, refining involves intense heat. It's the process of burning away the dross or impurities in the metal. Um, It doesn't conjure up the pleasant images of kumbaya around a campfire, but rather more like the image of hell itself. However, do you know, when does the refiner know when his job is finished? The refiner knows that his job is complete when he can look into the molten metal and see his perfect reflection, unblurred reflection. 
My friends, our trials are not wasted pain unless we want them to be. They're a process of refining us into the likeness of our God. From our readings today, Christians should find peace in the midst of the storm. From Jeremiah, we learn that God has a plan to prosper us. But that plan took 70 years. It might not be in our own time. From Romans, we learn that frustration and suffering liberates us from creation in its current state of decay, and that God works all things for good for those that love him. In this process, we're conformed to the image of Christ. Or John, uh, in, in this world there will be trouble, but Christ has overcome the world. A time is coming when we will take our requests directly to God and he will grant everything we want. He'll grant everything we want. Does that, time does not seem like it's now, but I think here's what it requires. It requires us to have first arrived at the place where what we want is God's will. And his will is good. It is the salvation of mankind. Now some concluding thoughts here. Um, this, by the way, is from the movie God is Not Dead. There's a trial scene in it, so you might recognize this if you've seen the movie. But the, the, the minister in the movie on trial says, I, I ask for strength, and God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I ask for wisdom, and God gave me problems to solve. I ask for courage. And God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for love, and God gave me troubled people to help. My prayers were answered, and I am truly blessed. So for our benediction today, oh, the deep, oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable his ways. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To God be the glory forever. Amen.